0: Welcome to Into Security Daily, the InfoSecurity magazine podcast that brings you a daily bite-sized news roundup of all that's hot in the InfoSecurity world. Whilst our website remains offline due to a significant and sustained DDoS attack, we'll bring you news via audio format. I'm Elena Dalloway, editorial director, and we're still committed to delivering the headlines that matter straight to you.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Into Security Daily podcast. I'm James Coker, reporter at InfoSecurity magazine, and I'm joined by Benjamin David, deputy editor at InfoSecurity magazine. So as you've probably seen, hopefully seen anyway, our website is back up and running following the DDoS attacks we suffered. So please do check out the exciting news pieces, features, white papers and webinars and much more that we'll be publishing very soon. So today we have quite a few important news stories in the world of cyber to discuss. This includes a new collaboration led by the U.S. government to improve the cybersecurity of the nation's critical infrastructure and new child safety measures introduced by Apple across its devices. So Benjamin, I believe you're going to start with some new steps being taken by the Biden administration to enhance the cybersecurity of the critical infrastructure in the U.S.
0: Yes, that's right. So the United States government has announced it is teaming up with leaders in technology, Cybersecurity security, and communications to protect the nation's critical infrastructure from cyber attacks. Now, under a new Department of Homeland Security initiative named the Joint Cyber Defense Collaborative, key players in the tech field will weigh in to defend against cyber threats such as ransomware. News of the JCDC was first reported yesterday by the Wall Street Journal. The publication noted that the collaboration was launched to improve defense planning and information sharing. Companies known to be part of the collaboration include tech giants Amazon, Google and Microsoft, and cyber vendors CrowdStrike, FireEye and Palo Alto Networks. Communication companies AT&T, Lumen Technologies and Verizon will also join the partnership. Director of the DHS's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Jen Easterly, explained that getting everyone around the table now would make the US better prepared to handle future cyber offensives. She said that the creation of the GCDC will uniquely bring people together in peacetime so that we can plan for how we're going to respond in wartime. The initiative follows several widely reported cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the US in recent months, most notably the ransomware strikes impacting Colonial Pipeline and JBS. So another positive step taken by the Biden administration in the area of cybersecurity. Importantly, this is a topic we are analysing thoroughly in the soon to be published Q3 issue of the InfoSecurity print magazine, which features many cutting edge insights from leaders in the industry.
1: Yeah, it's really good to see the US government taking cybersecurity so so urgently and so seriously, and particularly in the area of critical national infrastructure, which, as you said, sort of come under quite a number of attacks in, in recent months. It also followed a report by the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee we discussed in a podcast episode earlier this week and this report said that there are stark shortcomings in the cyber security posture of many federal agencies. Moving on, my first story is an announcement from tech giant Apple that it will be introducing safety measures across its devices that are designed to protect children from exposure to child abuse materials, including child pornography. So these will have machine learning technology at their heart, which has raised some concerns around privacy, which, which I'll come to in a little while. So the first of these new features is a new communication safety feature in Apple's Messages app, iMessages. So a warning will pop up when a child in an iCloud family receives or attempts to send sexually explicit photos. Uh, so, an on-device machine learning system will analyse the the image attachments to determine if a photo is sexually explicit. And Apple also confirmed that iMessage remains end-to-end encrypted, and it will not have access to any of the messages. The next measure enables Apple to detect child sexual abuse material stored in iCloud photos before reporting them to the National Centre for missing and exploited children. So new technology in iOS and iPadOS will be used, enabling on-device matching, utilizing a database of known child sexual abuse material image hashes that are provided by the NCMEC. This database is then transformed into an unreadable set of hashes that are securely stored on the user's devices. The third feature is the creation of additional resources in Syrian Search that offer advice to children and parents on staying safe online. And in addition, Apple will be updating Syrian Search to intervene when users perform searches for queries related to CSAM, uh, which is child sexual abuse material. And they quoted on their website, these interventions will explain to users that interest in this topic is harmful and problematic. And provide resources from partners to get help with this issue. It's great to see these features obviously looking to tackle such a serious issue. However, there have been a few concerns raised by privacy campaigners already, particularly surrounding the use of machine learning to make these detections. So Chris Hulk, consumer privacy champion at Pixel Privacy, has been quoted as saying, while I'm all for clamping down on child abuse and child pornography, I do have privacy concerns about the use of the technology. A machine learning system such as this could crank out false positives, leading to unwarranted issues for innocent citizens. Such technology could be abused if placed in government hands, leading to its use to detect images containing other types of content, such as photos taken at demonstrations and other types of gatherings. And this could lead to the government clamping down on users' freedom of expression and used suppressed unapproved opinions and activism. So, uh, yeah, quite an interesting wide ranging topic there.
0: Yeah, thanks, James. So, yeah, as you say, it's great to see measures being taken to protect children from child abuse images. And it will be interesting to see how machine technology works and whether any uh, privacy problems do indeed emerge. Certainly something we'll keep an eye on here at InfoSecurity. My next story is the concerning discovery that millions of senior citizens in North America have had their personal information compromised following a breach at senior care review website, Senior Advisor. Now, this is according to WizK security team, who found a misconfigured Amazon S3 bucket owned by Senior Advisor a company that displays consumer ratings and reviews for senior care services across the US and Canada. The misconfigured bucket left over the personal data of more than 3 million people who were labeled leads in the bucket exposed. This included names, emails, phone numbers, and dates contacted. Now in total, it contained more than 1 million files and 182 gigabytes of data, none of which was encrypted and did not require a password or login credential to access. Additionally, the team found around 2000 scrubbed reviews in the misconfigured bucket in which the user's sensitive information was wiped or redacted. However, the scrubbed reviews contained a lead ID that would enable a malicious actor to trace it back to the person who wrote it as the reviews and lead data were in the same exposed database. WizCase added that it reached out to senior advisor about its findings who confirmed the breach had been secured. Nevertheless, the exposed data could be used to launch scams and phishing attempts. Which is especially worrying in this case, given that senior citizens tend to be at higher risk of online fraud than the rest of the population. Whiz case noted that the senior advisor is targeted toward senior citizens in or near retirement. In a 2018 to 2019 report, The FTC noted that people who filed a fraud complaint in the ages of 60 to 69 lost $600 per scam on average. The amount rose as the age group was older, accumulating in $1,700 on average per scam for people in the ages of 80 to 89. So it's great that the exposed data is now secured, but those potentially affected who, well, of course, need to stay vigilant for unusual communications.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and we've seen online scams become a, an increasingly growing problem since the start of COVID-19 with the digital shift that we've seen. And as you point out, Benjamin, older adults are especially vulnerable to to these types of scams. For my final story, I'd like to focus on a keynote speech that was made by the Secretary of the US Department of Homeland Security, or the DHS. So Alejandro Mayorkas, during the Black Hat US Hybrid Conference, which has taken place this week. So this is an event we've covered extensively here at InfoSecurity as some of our first stories back back online. So you can find a number of articles about this event on our website at the moment. Um, So he explained that he sees cyber Space's future as a contest of ideals between openness and authoritarianism. He noted that the cybersecurity landscape has shifted in recent years with news headlines about data breaches, ransomware attacks disrupting hospitals, schools, food suppliers, and pipelines, and interference in elections. So, in Mayorkas's view, these kind of events have served to reinforce the importance of cybersecurity, how it's governed and why there is need for a free and secure cyberspace. He was quoted as saying during his talk, we are competing for the future of cyberspace. So in Mayorkas's view that there's two competing visions for the future of the internet in the world today. One vision comes from the countries such as Russia, China and Iran, that limit access, and try and maximise control over the internet. Um, The other vision comes from the United States and its allies, who want to build and protect a free, open, and secure internet. Mayorkos emphasised that his agency, the DHS, will play a critical role in this battle for the future of the internet. Uh, He stated, every day the Department of Homeland Security tackles these issues, which are not limited to the great game that exists between democratic and authoritarian governments, as they also include the relationship between government and private sector entities. Mayorkas explained that the US Secret Service, which is part of the DHS, is responsible for protecting the president and actively fighting ransomware and a range of other cyber-enabled crimes. The transport safety authority is best known for protecting airport security and it also maintains regulatory authority over pipelines so following the colonial pipeline ransomware attack that control was essential enabling the government to take urgent and critical measures additionally he noted that the u.s coast guard which saves thousands of lives at sea each year also protects the maritime transportation system against cyber attacks so Mayorkas has finished his talk with the emphatic words. What's at stake here is nothing less than the future of the Internet, the future of our economy and national security and the future of our country. So some, some very stirring words there, Benjamin. I'm sure you agree. Indeed.
0: And this so-called battle for the future of the Internet is a similar theme to what we've heard earlier this year from Jeremy Fleming, who is director of GCHQ in the UK. Now, he pointed out that collaboration between like-minded liberal nations is a crucial element in developing tech systems outside of authoritarian countries such as China. Anyway, that's all we've got time for today. And we're super happy to be back online. And of course, I've been Benjamin. And I've been James. Thanks for listening to Into Security Daily. We can't wait to get back to bringing you the same quality and quantity of online content as soon as possible. Until then, listen in to our daily podcast and stay connected to the cybersecurity stories that matter.